Good evening, everyone. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and I'll be hosting a special live broadcast tonight on News Talk 760 WJR. We're going to be talking about the prevention of disease and the urgency of taking action before the onset of serious medical problems. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in the prevention of disease, is here tonight to tell you what you need to know about how to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether and what you need to do to prevent Alzheimer's and many of the other chronic diseases. We're opening up the lines and taking your calls, so please make a note of this number, 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. We'll be repeating it throughout the show, and this is your chance to talk directly to the doctor. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Again, I'd like to welcome all of you to a special medical radio show here tonight on News Talk 760 WJR. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and we're here tonight to talk to you about prevention and why you have to start looking at healthcare from a different perspective. We're back with the famous Dr. Brian Collender, MD, and he's ready to start ripping <laughs> on the vaccines and healthcare in America. Dr. Collender, I'm over to you. So <laughs> the floor is yours. Well, thanks. So there's a lot to talk about today. So callers, um, stay on point and be quick. So we got a lot to talk about. So and before you say any more, yeah. let me tell them the number 800-859-0957. 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender is waiting I for mean, your calls. So many things have happened this week. First of all, the Johnson vaccine gets put on hold, which is we've been talking about the concerns about the DNA vaccines for weeks, if not months, and lo and behold... And you've been right all along. I'm no, this saying is it. incredible because my husband was asking. He signed up to get the vaccine and, you know, he was saying, knowing that I do the show, well, like, what vaccine should I get? Should I walk away if I get off offered a certain one? And I said, well, Dr. Collender's been saying for months, you know, I would stay away from the DNA vaccines. And lo and behold, a day later in the New York Times, they've pulled the Johnson uh, vaccine for these issues. So, I mean... Good thing that we knew this, but for all the people that got it, I mean, that's kind of scary. Well, I want to say that I do not have insider information. The only reason that I'm favoring the mRNA vaccines is because to me, they seem simpler. And I'm all for a simpler answer toward health prevention and treatment. So to me, that mechanism of action of the mRNA vaccines is simpler. So let's stay away from the DNA. That's the only basis that I have. And then afterward, there's whisperings of things going on with the AstraZeneca, which is a DNA vaccine. And then a week ago, there's quote-unquote manufacturing problems with the Johnson vaccine. What does that mean? Oh, Johnson isn't going to comment. <laughs> well, it means we don't know a lot about what's going on. There's obviously stuff that we're not being told. How can there be a manufacturing problem? They got warp speed money. You know, the government gave them untold billions so that when they had a vaccine, their manufacturing would be ready to go. So they can't have a, vac a manufacturing problem. They've been paid to not have one. And then they have one. And then a week later, there's a problem with, which only is happening to one out of a, literally one in a million people, and they pull the vaccine. In population medicine, again, not to be crass, but you do not stop something for a one in a million problem. You barely stop it for a one in a hundred thousand problem. 
makes you think that there's more going on than they're telling us. First, there's a manufacturing problem, and then the vaccine is being pulled for a one in a million problem. And, Anne-Marie, the day before the vaccine gets pulled, there's commercials for Ascension about DVTs and blood clots. Right. I mean, what's that about? Well... That's a scary thought. I mean, I saw that ad on TV, so that's a completely questionable thought. But um, (laughs) we don't want to get shut down, so let's move on (laughs) to the next subject. (laughs) You're you're definitely pro-vaccine. We've had callers call in. But wait, okay, go ahead, Siobhan, finish, because I've got something. No, no, go on. Right, I'm I'm pro-vaccine. I just want the right vaccine. I'm all, to me, vaccines reduce the inflammation that the virus would cause. And inflammation is what causes chronic disease. I encourage all my patients and anyone who asks to get a vaccine. I just want the right vaccine. And I want transparency. We deserve to know what's going on. And when we are being told what's happening the way we're being told, it's like, child, don't worry. This will be back online in two weeks. That's what we're being told. Oh, this will be short-lived. It'll be up and running in two weeks. Uh, no, it isn't. That's well, my prediction. Well, well there's no, a major it isn't. problem. It can't be. Re- I mean, it would take much more than two weeks to revise something like that, I would imagine. I'm suspecting, based on no other information other than I've been right so far, is that there's a major <laughs> problem with, with this kind of vaccine and listen, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean by this kind? You mean the, the DNA, DNA vaccine? Yes. And can I just get a chance to talk here before we go to break? I just want to say really quickly, I've said before, AstraZeneca is not here right now, but Johnson & Johnson is. And there are a lot not of anymore. people. I know, not anymore. But there were a lot of people who were fascinated by the idea that it's only one shot. I know that might not mean a lot to, you know, to the scientists and the doctors there, but to the working class people who are out there, They think that it's easy peasy, let's go get one shot and we're done. But they didn't find out what the consequences could be. Prevention is not easy. No, I agree. Prevention is not easy. So there's no easy fix. There's no easy answer. Um, You know, and, and again, based on, you know, I'm not, don't have inside information. I just want the simplest process for my body to go through. And there's an extra step that has to happen in the DNA vaccines. And for that reason alone, I don't like the idea. And uh, it was somewhat prescient that there seems to be problems with that class of vaccine. Um, So they made multiple vaccines. I mean, really, there were over 100 vaccines down the pipeline. Where are they? We've said this before. Where are the other 100 vaccines? So the fact that another vaccine isn't the right one or may not be the right one isn't a big deal because we have vaccines that seem to be okay. Um, I mean, people may argue with me on that, but we seem to be okay. And uh, we, it just, we may have learned it's not the right one. Time will tell. Well, people need to know because they're certainly all scared now of the Johnson & Johnson. Right now, we'll have to take a quick, short break. Again, you're listening to a special live broadcast. We're here with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, talking about prevention. If you have a specific question and you'd like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to prevent catastrophic disease, 
please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. If you're just now joining us, I'd like to let you know that we're welcoming you to our special medical radio show on News Talk 760 WJR. We're back again with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention. We're here talking about COVID, the vaccines, what you need to know, and we're fortunate to be live so you can call in and talk directly to Dr. Collender. Call 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. So Dr. Collender, we're talking about the vaccines, the fact that Johnson Johnson's been pulled off and you've always been a proponent of getting vaccinated. Okay, tell the listeners what they need to do, because I feel that everybody out there is just lost, fed up, frightened, scared. And why, in God's name, do we still have this surge here in Michigan, even though everybody's been locked in prison for an entire year? Well, just so we don't go get this kind of hate mail, um, <laughs> we're hoping others, but not this kind. We are pro-vaccine because... The complications of COVID are going to be worse than problems with the vaccine. And that's just an unfortunate reality. Um, so we're pro-vaccine. We're just anti uh, the secrecy, the, the you know, lack of transparency, not being taught to like adults. Um, we want to hear what's going on. And things don't seem right. And they aren't. So we just want to know what's happening. Well, let me ask you a question. You've always been a pro-vaccine. Uh, you've certainly been in favor of the mRNA vaccines, uh, Pfizer, Moderna. Johnson & Johnson's been distributed. Now people are getting horrifying blood clots and terrible things have happened from Johnson & Johnson. They've taken it off the market. You've always said that you don't want or don't advise the, the DNA vaccines. But... Uh, you know, you're still saying that we should be getting vaccinated. So what is it that people are supposed to do? Are they supposed to make sure that they find a place to get the Pfizer vaccine? Well, we deserve a choice. You know, we deserve a choice to choose what treatment we get. We shouldn't have to wait three hours and get to a window and have to walk yeah, away. that's a problem. We deserve choices. You have choices. So it's silly not to have them. Siobhan, you've obviously yeah, got so a backup of calls. Yeah, we have Go two ahead. calls just come in. Let's start with Dave and Algonac. Dave, what's your question? Yeah, hi, Dr. Collender. Uh, I appreciate um, your insight uh, on, this, uh, on these crazy times. Um, I have uh, two teenage daughters, uh, both of which have uh, tested positive in the recent past for COVID. Um, we are, my wife and I are hesitant um, to suggest a uh, shot or a vaccine uh, at this point for them. Uh, any insight on teenage girls or teenage women in the vaccine? Sure. So my what I'm recommending to my um, patients' kids is that younger people are less at risk for complications. They, they tend to do better. So... You have a little time. Number one, I believe they're immune based on having had COVID, so you can buy some time. I think eventually, whatever eventually means, they should get vaccinated because I just I, I believe in vaccination to pr reduce chronic disease in the long run. So it it probably isn't something that needs to be done tomorrow, you know. But you may have a little time to do it because they're young and they've had COVID and they're 
they probably have some degree of immunity. How long should they wait after they get oh, over this? Who knows? I mean, when you have a choice to pick the vaccine you want. Right, exactly. You know, long enough to make a choice. Okay. Well, Siobhan's got callers. So yeah, let's so move thanks on. for your call. Up next, we have Joe in Ann Arbor. Joe, what's your question? Hey, how's everybody doing? Good. Great. Thanks for calling in. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah Dr. Collinger, I was wondering if you would care to address the long term effects of not just the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, but any of the vaccines that, that are out there now and will come out. Well, let's just speak for vaccines in general. Well, thanks for the question. So the answer is we don't know because these are new vaccines. But in general, vaccines that get through the trial phase tend to do well. Like, for instance, we get the pneumonia vaccine there's no problems. We get there's two pneumonia vaccines. The shingles vaccine doesn't seem to have a problem. Uh, you know, Gardasil for HPV ca- cancer prevention seems to be doing pretty. You know, is not a problem. So once you get through this, you know, acute area, um, there generally aren't issues with vaccines, and that's been the, the case. So I'm more concerned about uh, again, that we have the right vaccine because all these vaccines are novel, meaning they're brand new. They're, they're new methodologies. Uh, but we're also dealing with a really bad virus that causes long-term complications. And so preventing that is a big deal. Um, unfortunately, we're hearing some bad things about these other virus, these vaccines. Um, I mean, if you're really an anti-vaxxer, then you would disagree with me about everything and say we should not, you know, even Moderna and Pfizer have issues. Uh, but we have a population to protect. And unfortunately, when, when you're dealing with population medicine, there's an allowance for some, some deaths to prevent thousands and hundreds of thousands of deaths. And although that doesn't sound good, and I certainly would accept that in my practice, when you're talking about the whole country, um, you have to allow for some of that. But as you've yeah. said before, the uh, Pfizer and Moderna are mRNA. So far, they seem to be pretty safe. The, to the degree that we know. Again, you know. again, we, we are not being told everything. Yeah. All right, We're Siobhan, do you not. have other callers? Yeah. yeah, so up next we have Dan in Macomb. Dan, what's your question? Yeah, hi. Thanks a lot for taking my call. Uh, if Thank you. You've already had the vaccine. Would it be, is there any test you could take that would be worthwhile considering? It would tell how strongly antibiotics in your system, and uh, the degree to which it would protect you from getting the, uh, you know, the, the virus. Well, Dan, there are new level antibody testing that looks at the spike protein immune levels. So we have those in our office, and if you've been vaccinated, I don't think this is something you need to do right away because it's going to show that you have it. To me, it's something you do in a year or two years when there's a booster coming around and you're deciding whether or not you need the booster, assuming, again, we have a choice whether we get this booster or not. That's a whole other show in question. But there are antibody tests that identify the immunity established by the vaccine. Is there a certain test that you can ask for? Like, is there a specific name for any of these? Anti- yes, thanks okay. for asking. So there's a, it's, it's an antibody to the spike protein, specifically. Okay. Um, so we, yeah, so this caller just uh, sort of submitted a question, but she wanted to ask, she's a 65-year-old woman who got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Now that it's been pulled, what is her next step? Should she get the other ones? Should she just wait? Like, what, what would you advise to her? You should get either the Pfizer or the Moderna. Again, Even I'm, although she's had the Johnson & Johnson? 
Oh, well, sorry. I missed that yeah. part of the question. She, so she got the Johnson and Johnson, but oh. now that it's... Be- that- oh, you're done. Okay. I mean, you just hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I mean... You got two weeks, you know. Yeah, right. So wow. it's, it's basically watch they're looking your, for watch problems. Watch your legs with- and uh, run to Ascension because they're ready for treat your blood clot. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, did I say that? Well, anyway, uh, so the, the caller definitely needs... If she's beyond two weeks, she's home safe. Is that safe to say? If after a couple of weeks, she's fine. Plus, she's out of the age group where we're seeing that specific complication. So, um, again, it's overall, it's been Johnson's been quiet. Again, the question is, what have they not been telling us? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, are there any other questions? No, that's, it. that's it for now. But for anyone that's listening, if you're um, on the air or you're listening through the live stream, we are continuing to take questions uh, through the Facebook Live, through WJR, my page, Siobhan Cronin, Anne Marie Cronin Agency. So, if anyone has questions that don't get addressed over the air, you want to type it in, feel free to tune in through Facebook and we can answer them there. Right, exactly. So, Dr. Collender, I mean, everybody's confused about these vaccines. I, I don't know what the answer is that you want to give people. Well, You've been touting the fact that everybody ought to get vaccinated. I still do, but, but it's very challenging when, you know, the so-called experts go on the television and one day it's okay and the next day it isn't, and you're being told the future. I mean, again, not to keep... Uh, jumping on Dr. Fauci, but he's like, oh, I think this will be a short-lived problem, and this vaccine is going to be up and running very shortly. We're going to know right away. How could you know when there's a problem that hasn't been fully evaluated? How could you know what's where we're going to be? Um, you know, we're hearing from other people even, well, we'll go to break. We're going to break. All right. In the meantime, you are listening to a special live broadcast and if you have a specific question and you'd like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke or have a question on any of the subjects we're discussing tonight, please give us a call at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. <laughs> I'm like the nasty right. I'm going to get a flag and- Welcome back to our special live broadcast on News Talk 760 WJR. We're fortunate to be here with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention. He's here tonight to give us some straight talk about two important topics, prevention and being proactive. We're inviting you to call in with your questions at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Siobhan, you have a whole yeah, list of callers. Speaking of calling in with questions, we have four people already. So let's start with Kevin in Macomb. Kevin, what's your question? Hi, doctor. My uh, wife works for Beaumont, and um, like three some weeks ago, there was only 100 patients with COVID and hospitalized. Now it's over 700. I asked her, well, out of those 700, how many of those had both uh, shots? And so, oh, they're not going to tell you that. <laughs> well... Thanks for the comment. <laughs> um, you know, wow. so I think that again, let's you know, let's get into why. I think this is a good uh, segue into why, you know, why is Michigan so high right now? You know, what is going on, and what's the problem here? Well, being shut down didn't work. As here, Siobhan, who lives in Miami, it's always been open. Everything's packed down there, even at you know spring break, packed absolutely body to body, like. Uh, you know, uh, New Year's Eve in Times Square, and they're not having a problem. They're, they're not surging. And what do you think the answer is? Although they did jump on the game by getting the vaccinations out before we did. 
but being locked up and being told to stay in your bedroom and don't go outside and shut all the restaurants down, this did not work before. It's not working now. Well, apparently the party line from the governor and from the representative from Beaumont who's being quoted during the uh, spot before the show is we're all being, you know, we're all having high numbers because we've been cooped up and now we're out. And that is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It, that me- well, it didn't work. It, well, well if we've all been vaccinated, right. then it shouldn't be a problem. Aren't cooped up people vaccinated? And Good if you've question. been vaccinated, then you're not going to get COVID and be hospitalized. So that this means, you know, a couple things. One is what this, listen, the, this caller just said, which is they're hospitalizing everybody. You know, if you walk in the hospital right now, you're being admitted. And the other thing is, this the it means they didn't vaccinate people very well. So what the CDC is saying is probably true. The governor did not do a great job of rolling out this vaccine. It was impossible to get a vaccine in Michigan. Well, and, how how is that possible when it was not impossible in Florida? Poor rollout. The vaccine was given to the hospitals who had poor infrastructure for administering it. And they were giving it to the wrong people. Who got it? The CEOs and the head of the departments who don't see patients. Uh-huh. Not the people. And then I the see. governor eliminated phase one and went to phase two within 10 days. That means phase one wasn't complete. Mm-hmm. And then it became a free for all. So now the wrong people are getting vaccinated. The rollout was messed up royally. And this is probably a good reason why people are having spikes now because they just weren't vaccinated. And so unfortunately, what they're he- we're hearing from the government may be true, which is, our governor did not do a good job with the rollout. Vaccines yeah. were not administered properly to the right people. And the answer is not to close everything down because obviously it's not working. But Siobhan's yelling at me here from well, the yeah, side. We'll come back to that. Because we, we how many callers, callers we do you have? We have four now go on ahead. the line. So let's, let's go now to Caroline in Oxford. Caroline, what's your question? Hi, Dr. Collender. Uh, my question is, is it possible for some people just not to contract the COVID-19? Because I've been exposed directly three times. I have not ever gotten it that I know of. Or I had minimal symptoms. Yeah, well, so is Marie. She's been <laughs> she was next to me for three days when I had COVID. She didn't get it, so um, we just don't know the answer. But that being said, um, I would still recommend getting a vaccine and not take your chances or make assumptions about your health. Yeah. Hey, Siobhan. Okay, up next we have Rick from Chesterfield. Rick, what's your question? Hi, doctor. It's two parts. One. Um, does the RNA vaccine actually cause the genetic uh, material that they're identifying as COVID-19 to mutate? And if so, what is that rate that it's mutating at? And secondly, is, um, has anybody actually identified the full viral sequence of the uh, virus? Or is it a non-complete, I've heard 42 base pairs is all they can identify with this COVID-19. So I'm going to do my best with that question. So number one is, so the first question is really one question, which is, um, what was the question? About the (laughs) mRNA vaccine and the sequence. Yeah, well, the sequence, so one brave Chinese scientist put the sequence that the Chinese did identify onto the public internet, which is what allowed 
us to be able to, and the world to be able to make number one proper testing, or at least try to make testing because the testing still isn't good, and number two, make the vaccine. So, the, so the the a you know a independent Chinese scientist did put that out to the world, which probably saved billions of lives. Number one. The second question about the mRNA vaccine. So, um, I, your question to me did not make. Uh, a lot of sense. So the mRNA vaccine um, is a like a lipid carrier of an mRNA, which is a protein that interacts with our cell cytoplasm to make a product that our body generates an antibody to. So I'm not quite sure what you were saying, but that's the process, and it's uh, relatively. I'm going to say straightforward if that's possible. Yeah, exactly. Let's well, move on. Behind that. Okay, so next up we have Mike in Farmington. Mike, what's your question? Uh, yes, uh, I was wondering why they're, they're again, uh, any death is a lot, but the six per 6.8 million doses of Johnson & Johnson comes out to 1 in 1.1 million uh, incidents. And the, the CDC indicates that same condition happens in 5 per million on average. So why are they hammering this? And number two, if you had actually the incidence of blood clots primarily in the legs and not in the brain, but again, there are some in the brain that have happened. I know someone that had a mini stroke. She was on birth control pills and smoking, and she had a mini stroke due to a blood clot in her brain. Uh, She was 32 years old. Now, again, they're hammering six out of, they're they're hammering this number, six out of 6.8 million, one out of 1.1 million doses. It's ridiculous that they're making that big a deal out of it. I, I do believe they should investigate it, but they're making a mountain out of a mohill, and I don't understand why. Maybe you have some insight into that. Well, I have the same questions, and I'm, I'm, I'm an, in the outsider in the medical community, you know, because we're doing this show and we're practicing a, a type of care that no one does. So um, we're asking those same questions, and we're speculating. I'm going to say totally speculating that we agree that on a population basis, stopping something for a one out of a million complication should not stop a vaccine. And otherwise it would not. Because I, I just think that there's other problems that we've not been made aware of. But here's what I want to say, and I know we have other callers. I'm struck by the sensationalism of it all. It's like if you get on the news and you say somebody had a blood clot in their brain, who the hell wants that? I mean, everybody knows that there's all kinds of side effects to all kinds of medication, but that's going to scare off a few million people right there. I don't know anyone who's going to, even if Johnson & Johnson was available, they're out, out of the picture. In the same way that in Germany, they were walking away from AstraZeneca. So if you've got sensational, this is like, the, okay, I'd rather die of COVID than have a, you know, a, a blood clot in my brain and I'm going to be you know, on a ventilator for the rest of my life. So I think it's all about the sensationalism of the results. And this is what's happening now has never happened in history, where a disease that affects the whole world is happening in real time. The data is being developed and the research is happening in real time. These vaccines are happening in real time. In another world, you wouldn't know about these complications. Right. It would just be like, well, this vaccine is 99.9% safe. And you wouldn't know or even ask or care to know what these complications were. And you just go, sure, give me the vaccine. And you never hear about it. So that's what's happening now that has never happened before. Yeah, but again, it's like it's all about the sensationalism of, of the results from the Johnson & Johnson. But anyway, they've taken it off the market for the next two weeks. 
till we see how it proceeds. In the meantime, we're going to have to take a quick break. You're listening to a special live broadcast from the studios of Startup Nation in downtown Birmingham. If you have a specific question on the subject we're discussing tonight and you'd like to talk to the doctor directly, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the final segment of our special live broadcast here on News Talk 760 WJR on the importance of being proactive and informed of the resources available to prevent and treat the chronic diseases of our time. We're here with Dr. Collender. We're talking about COVID. We're talking about vaccines. Please call us if you have any final questions, 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Uh, Siobhan, I don't know how many callers you yeah, have so backed up here. we have four callers on the line wow. now. So we're not going to get through the show. <laughs> well, let's start with George in Gross Point. George, what's your question? Uh, yeah, uh, I have an impression that doctor doesn't have much confidence in what uh, the message that uh, Dr. Fauci is getting out. I was just <laughs> oh, wondering really? if the doctor would have the same platform, which he has right now, uh, pretty close to it anyway, uh, what would be his message that differs from Dr. Fauci's? I okay, I'm like putting you on I, a time limit. You've right, only got a few seconds I, to answer this listen, one. Listen, I appreciate the opportunity, but I'm going to plead the fifth. I'm, I'm just going to say this is, this is, I feel like I'm running for office. You know, I'm all about transparency. So we need, people want to hear the truth. They want to hear what's real. They want to hear a real answer. When so that's where I would be. I don't have the access to the information he has, but I would be trying to c- convey what's really happening and talk to people the way I talk to people, like a real person, and not just go, oh, don't worry about it. This will be back online in two weeks. Don't worry about it. It's only six people. It's, people want to hear the truth. They want to hear it sincerely. Exactly. That's how we – it'd be the same way we're running the show. Hey, Siobhan. Yeah, great. Um, okay, up next we have Tim in St. Clair Shores. Tim, what's your question? Hi, Tim. Are you there? We may have to go to the next call. Let's go to the next question. Okay, so let's go to uh, Paul and Shelby. Paul, what's your question? Yeah, uh, two questions, actually. One is, I had COVID uh, in January, and I'm wondering, um, and it really wasn't that bad. So if I was to get it again... Would it potentially be the same, not as bad, or could it be worse? And two, um, I got tested and I have the antibodies. So is it better for me to get the uh, the, uh, vaccine while I still have the antibodies or wait? I think it's a good question. Uh, Number one is you... It's good to get, well, it's not good to get COVID again because COVID generates an inflammatory response that can cause long-term health problems that are not well yet understood. So I would recommend that you get the vaccine sooner than later to help you defend against having that type of uh, exposure and possible long-term complications. So even though when they go to, tell the, get, you go to get the vaccine, they ask you, do you have antibodies? Frankly, it shouldn't matter. Because you need the vaccine anyway. Okay. Uh, listen, we have, we have Tim back on the line in St. Clair Shores. Tim, what's your question? Okay, I had a, a similar question. I had the COVID, 
in early December, and for five, six weeks, I was very sick. But um, I did test positive for the antibodies in early January. I've donated blood in the end of um, January and in the end of March, and I still test positive to antibodies. Why would I get the vaccine? Well, good question, and thanks for donating blood and all that. Um, No one used your serum because they made a pharmaceutical product instead. But anyway, the sorry, you want to get the vaccine, like we said, is because COVID generates an inflammatory response to your body that could generate chronic disease. You don't want that to happen. The vaccine gives you a better chance. So even though getting COVID again would possibly give you that same exposure, it's assuming you wouldn't have a chronic inflammatory response to the virus. And you don't want to take that chance because the vaccine doesn't generate the inflammatory response and still boost your immune system to protect you from COVID. So that's why you want the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have one more so far. We've got Ken in Clinton Township on the line now. Ken, what's your question? Hi, doctor. My neighbor's uh, father just passed, but it wasn't COVID. And anyways, her brother lives in Australia. And once he goes back to Australia, he is required to pay for a hotel room for two weeks he cannot leave that hotel room at all. And she also said that Australia is 100% open. What are they doing different than us to get that, you know, that no one has COVID in Australia compared to the United States? Well, I have to be honest. I don't know what's going on in Australia, but let's make an assumption. Let's make an assumption that they have a national health care. That yeah, they've they done do. a, probably contact tracing, right, much better and contact they, tracing. So that they, the right, that, again, I, they have a national program. They had a national rollout. Um, they had an organized rollout of the vaccine. Um, and that's not what's happening here. So, you know, even now, the states are left to fend for themselves. The governors are making their own decisions, good or bad. And we're at their mercy of, of a random governor making random decisions based on poor data. And that's why we're stuck here in Michigan is because apparently we haven't been exposed, which is why we're all getting COVID again. Um, so, again, I think that theory is a kind of preposterous that the reason the counts are high right now is that we've been cooped up and now we're out. If you, you've been vaccinated, whether you've been cooped, if you've listened, I'm going to go to Amory. The answer is being cooped up isn't the answer. Well, it never was. Fresh air might be the answer. Right. Because the states that have let people breathe fresh air are doing fine. And the other is the states that had a more effective vaccination rollout are doing fine. So this really comes down to a very poor vaccine rollout and keeping people in their rooms. It caused chronic illness because they couldn't see their doctor. Right, because they weren't eating problem. healthy. Right. They weren't seeing their dentist, right. which is a big mistake. There's a lot of mistakes that happen in the state, which are really uh, inexcusable. And the fact that they're going to say, uh, well, it's because we've been cooped up, it's kind of blaming the citizens of Michigan for being idiots. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, 
You fools went out and ran around like crazy people once we let you out, and now look what happens to you. No, it's because you didn't get us a vaccine, right. and you didn't let us out to breathe air and to go get health care and to go get dental care and to see our loved ones and have emotional relief and to be together during a stressful time. Because the states that allowed that to happen are doing fine. It's interesting that Michigan can't look and take a lesson from Florida and some of the other states and say that, well, what we've done before didn't work. It failed miserably. And I want to say this is not hindsight. We've been saying that attention to prevention and health care and dental care throughout this whole thing is important. This isn't 2020 hindsight. If you've been a regular listener, you've been hearing the same message all along. Now, we've done, we have said wear a mask and socially distance, but that doesn't mean don't stay in, your, stay in your house all day. That means breathe the air and go outside. And once you've been vaccinated, you should be free from having COVID. That if you get COVID, it won't be as bad, and that you're not shedding virus that you can give it to somebody else. The answer to this should be keep things open and vaccinate people better. And let's make sure we get the right vaccine. So we'll figure out about that in the next week or so. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. So I'd like to quickly thank Dr. Brian Collender, MD, specialist in prevention for being here tonight. I'm glad that we had him here to talk to us about his expertise and knowledge with regards to not only the prevention of disease, but also on the importance of being proactive and engaging with a practice that provides access to the necessary testing. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we hope you got some useful information tonight on how to be your own advocate and take charge of your health, whatever your medical journey. Please continue to tune in to our shows on Thursday at 7.05 p.m. and also on Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. for all the latest medical updates. And thanks for listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Good night and be well.